Give yourself goosebumps number nine. The night in screaming. Um, Reader beware. You choose the scare. Choose from over 20 different scary endings. Join the all-new Goosebumps fan club. Details inside. Boo, dude. Goosebumps is on TV. See your local TV listings for details. A lot of stuff on this cover. It was a night to dismember. Uh. Your cousins Kip and Abby have come to visit you from jolly old England. And guess what they brought with them? Two huge crates, each containing a suit of armor and a curse. But it doesn't matter because you're dying to see what inside if you open the crate marked evil knight you will be hypnotized by the knight's sparkling medallion and will have to face an ugly sorceress Uh. if you open the good knight crate you'll discover a room full of mannequin heads that talk before you know it you've lost your head Uh. can you pull yourself together before time runs Oat, the choice is yours in the scary goosebumps adventure that's packed with over 20 super spooky endings. Read Listener, it. beware, you, you choose, choose the scare. Nice kids, they're gonna love Dark Falls. <laughs> Give yourself goosebumps. Okay, Daniel, it's time to um, give me goosebumps. Okay, so number we nine are in. It is September 1996. That's right. Um, tu- tubular, dude. Yes, this came out. This book came out the same time as Legend of the Lost Legend, Goosebumps number 47. As if. And which was the one that came before that? What'd you say? Which book came before number 47, Legend of the Lost Legend? I'm 40, testing 40, you. 46, How to Kill a Monster. Okay, and which one came after, Mama? Legend of the Lost Legend 47, you just said. No, which one comes after Legend of the Lost Legend? Attack of the Jack Lanterns, number 48. Okay, all right. I'm just testing you. I'm, I've been new. I know you know. So here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We're going. I'm going to read the book this time, and Matthew will be choosing his choices. He chooses his choice. I choose my choice no thanks i choose my own destiny i'm matthew scott montgomery this is my brother dan montgomery and you're listening to welcome to deadcast the goosebumps podcast (laughs) so we're gonna choose the scares or matthew's gonna choose the scares and when he dies he dies if he makes it he makes it and we're gonna give him one chance to redo his last choice to truly make it so this episode may be 10 minutes it may be an hour. Don't look down and see how long the episode is. We'll give it away. Don't you dare. Let's talk about this book. What what this book looks like, though. Can you tell me the co- colors of this book, Matthew? Well, it's a blood purple, and it is a uh, a holographic summer blue. Oh, don't you think? Oh, I really do think. Although on the back. On the there's holog- holographic colors and shapes in the front, and on the back it's like a dusty periwinkle. It's a dusty peri. It's a dusty periwinkle, and then the the artwork that we have is not T. Jacobus. It's, it sure it's, isn't. It's other person, and it's a sexy, sparkly knight with a medallia on its chest and a, a feather poking out of its uh, metal hat, 
and there is a odd uh, vulture following the knight and a full moon with wispy clouds behind, and the knight is riding a white horse with um, crab-like red armor on it. You Google and it, your girl. white horse to come around. Seen Hollywood, this is a small town. I'd like to point out that this crow that's behind. Oh, it's a crow. I thought it was giving vulture to me. Crow, but you're right. It's vulture a crow. or crow that's behind it, the knight has armor. It's a crow with full armor, including including metal like wings. I know she looks sus. She also has glowing red eyes, and so does that knight. Well, she's growing yellow eyes, but what she does have is that feather. She also has a feather in her tin hat. Oh yeah, she does. And I'm just talking about that crow. This is a knight to remember, a knight to dismember. Beware. Do not read this book from beginning to end. Prepare yourself to meet the knight in screaming armor. Your cousins are coming to visit you from England. They're bringing something with them. A little surprise. (laughs) It's an old suit of armor from your uncle's collection. It has a really cool battle axe and a shield. And it has something else too. Orders to destroy you. You see, there's an ancient curse that was placed upon your family. And the knight is here to deliver it. And that's not all. A ghastly looking gardener with three heads. Mud-slinging monsters made of goo. I like that part. And some very nasty sheep are all headed your way. Sheep? We ain't never had no sheep in this whole series so far. We haven't even started, and there's already too much going on. Three-headed gardeners, clay, goo, monsters, and sheeple? What about the mannequin heads? What about the mannequin heads? My face like a mannequin. This scary adventure is all about you. You decide what will happen, and you decide how terrifying the scares will be. Start on page one, then follow the instructions at the bottom of each page. You make the choices. I vote very terrifying. If you make the right choices, you will defeat the knight in screaming armor and escape its horrible curse. And if you make the wrong choice, beware. So take a deep breath, cross your fingers, and turn to page one now to give yourself goosebumps. Let's just do it, and I can't wait to meet my cousins Kip and Abby from 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 England. Pip pip ta ta, jolly good tally ho, and all the, all that rot. Your dad exclaims, "Dad!" You plead, "Please." So dad. sorry, he apolog. So sorry, he apologizes in his best British accent. We just want your cousin to feel quite at home now, don't we? It's not every day we have visitors from England. It's an over yeah since we've seen them jolly good ta ta pip pip your dad says again yes your mom adds your uncle will is giving lectures at several important american museums so kip and abby will be staying with us for a whole week isn't that terrific yeah you only half agree kip saxton is your age sometimes he complains too much but mostly he's a pretty good kid his 15 year old sister is another story abby acts like she's queen of the world you say she can be a royal pain oh you have fun your dad assures you uncle will says kip and abby are bringing a big surprise with them hope it's money a surprise you ask what surprise before your dad can say another word about the surprise the doorbell rings they're here your your mom calls from the front hall she opens the doors the airport shuttle van pulls away your cousins are standing in the doorway you haven't changed a bit your mom declares as she hugs abby and kip i hope that's not true you mutter your tall blonde cousin is already staring past you and into the mirror behind you hi you manage to say to her. Abby primps her long golden curls before she answers, Oh, hi, she says, as she pats her hair about a hundred times. Still the same old Abby, you have to admit. Forget her, someone says laughing. It's Kip. (laughs) Abby spelled A-B-B-E-Y, just so you know. Like the Abby. Like the Abby. Can you give me a hand? We've got more stuff to bring in. Your sandy-haired cousin moves back out 
onto the front step and step and points to two huge wooden crates. The crates are taller than your dad. Oh, great. What the, you start to say. Artifacts, your dad chimes in. Uncle Will is coming here next week to lecture at the Medieval Museum downtown. Oh, the Medieval Museum. I told him we'd store some exhibits here until he arrives, but I never expected anything this big. These crates will have to go in the garage. What's in the crates anyway, you ask, Kip? What's in the crates anyway? Two suits of armor, Kip says. Oh. That's what's in the crates. They're really old. From the 15th century, we call one of them the Evil Knight. It's been with the sex family forever. The other suit was Sir Edmund Saxton's. He's our great, 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 great... <laughs> well, you get the picture. Saxton. The crates are on wheels. You, Kip, and Abby and your dad pull them down the driveway to the garage behind your house. Sounds like a lot of work. You notice a label on one of the crates. Hey, look at this, you cry. You read the label aloud. <laughs> Here's what the label says. Beware this dark and evil night, cursed still from long ago. Until a good knight fights for right, this night brings misery and woe. That's kind of spooky, you add. That's kind of spooky. No! Don't read that out loud, Kip cautions too late. It's an evil curse in the whole Saxon family. A curse, you laugh. You don't believe in curses, do you? Sure I do. And so should you if you know what's good for you, Kip Rich. whispers. I guess you've never heard the tale. The Sexton Curse? The tale? What tale, you ask? The legend of the Curse of the Night and Screaming Armor. Uh. Kip answers. Years ago, an evil sorceress got angry at the king's best knight, Sir Edmund Saxton. You know, our ancestor. He killed her favorite dragon or something. Anyway, she put a curse on him. The Curse of the Night and the Screaming Armor. She made a special suit of armor and sent it to him as a gift. The armor was hunted. It held the spirit of an evil knight. That night, horrible screams and cries were heard from Saxon Castle. In the morning, Sir Edmund and all of his family had been killed. Whoa, this is violent. I can hear the violins. Violins. Kip's eyes grow wide as he goes on. All of his family was dead except one son. He had been out hunting. Anyway, he kept the armor. He was too scared to throw it away. The four of you arrive at the garage, and your dad reaches down to open the door. This is that armor. Family legend has it that one day it will wake up again, thirsty for Saxton blood. Then it will destroy all that is good, unless a brave and noble Saxton can defeat it. It has to be a memory the Saxon family. Ha ha! You laugh. I'm related to you, so I'm a Saxon. What's an evil knight's suit of armor gonna do to me? Wow, I'm kind of, I'm asking for it. No choices yet. <laughs> you can just forget that screaming armor story, Abby snaps, yeah. before Kip gets a chance to answer you. It's totally stupid. It's not even true. Yeah. But long after everyone has gone to sleep, you lie awake thinking about the crates in your garage. No. Hours later, you've just dozed off when you were awakened by a chilling scream. And it's coming from the garage. What? The curse, you gasp. If you try to ignore the scream, turn to page 13. If you investigate the chilling shriek, turn to page 19. I'm in investigating the chilling shriek uh, i can't sleep until i know what's the cause of that terrible shriek scree another shriek fills the night kip and abby are as wide awake as you are the piercing screams draw the three of you together at your bedside oh, they're piercing you grab each of your cousins by the hand we have to go out to the garage and investigate you declare oh. we have to find out what's out there we simply mush another scream pierces the air abby forgets how much cooler than you she is for a moment and clutches one of your arms kip grabs your other one you grab a flashlight from your desk and make your way out into Don't the night touch me, abby. you pull your cousins along behind you eventually you come to the garage door you pause a moment and listen to the screams well here goes you say you reach down grab the handle and lift it open it sounds like right so far like the the curse of the haunted garage yeah. The garage door swings up and out of your way. Dark was never as dark as this. Oh. <laughs> 
It Monst- like a Lana Del Rey song. It does. Monsters seem to lurk in every corner. Familiar forms look strange. The beam of your flashlight cuts past the frightful shadowy figures to the two crates. They stand like tombstones in the middle of the garage. Whoa. Except that one of them is vibrating. Shaken back and forth. Whoa, sounds like me on a Friday night. I don't know, keep going. The light reflects off a label on one of the crates. The one with the curse on it. Then you notice another handwritten label near the top of each crate. One says, Evil Night. The other reads, Good Night. Which one should we open, you say nervously? Neither, Kip replies. He seems terrified. Maybe a little too terrified. You're not sure you buy all this curse stuff. This is curse crap. Maybe it's all big trick. Kip and Abby could have gotten someone to shout and shake the crate around. What's... Who's really in that evil crate, evil night crate anyway, you wonder? Yeah. Then again, those screams do sound pretty spooky. Maybe you should play it safe and open the crate marked good night. A suit of armor could come in handy if there is some crazy curse. Aww. If you open the crate marked good night, turn to page 33. If you open the crate marked evil night, turn to page 49. I've been really tossing and turning these nights, especially with these horrible screens coming through the garage. And one thing I could use is a good night's sleep. I'm choosing the good night, girl. Good night. Good night. We'll open the good night crate, you decide. You don't want to take any chances. But as soon as you say this, an ear-splitting scream fills the garage. Yeah. The evil night crate starts rattling again. What? The armor inside clanks and rumbles and roars. You cling to kill or is it Abby? It's hard to tell in all this darkness. Oh, wow. The tall, evil night crate rocks closer to you. It tips backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. If it falls on you, you'll be crushed. No. You try to pull your cousin out of the way. Let's bail, you yell. But yeah, you only get a few steps bail. towards the garage door when something blocks your escape route. A horrible beast. Oh, no, Kip cries. Ah! <laughs> Abby screams as she's jerked away from your side. You accidentally drop your flashlight and it hits the concrete floor with a smack. There's something wrapped around my leg. Yeah, Abby wails. Abby, you shout across to her. You start to move to her side but you feel sharp claws scrape across your cheek i don't like that sorry you chose this you jump back and grab your cheek where claws scraped you you feel a large welt you turn away from abby and grope along the wall until you find the light switch click one bare blub one bare bulb hanging from the ceiling floods the garage with a dim light suddenly everything gets quiet now you see it the monster blocking your escape route (laughs) Is a lawnmower. Oh, Kip, Abby. Then sharp nailed fingers that raked across your cheek are exactly what they felt like a, a garden rake. rake. Oh, my goodness. And the snake coiled so tightly around Abby's legs is a hose. Oh, it's I a knew hose. it all along, Abby says as she throws the hose aside. This whole thing is ridiculous, but it isn't over yet. Whatever's in the evil night crate demands your attention. The crate lurches forward, knocking Abby to the ground. Help Abby on page 131. I feel like this is really trying to get me to open the evil crate when I want the the good crate. The hanging light bulb starts to spin. Kip struggles to lift his sister to her feet. He looks really scared now. Yeah, well, it sucks for him. It's going to be up to you to do something, but what? Should you open the evil knight's crate and confront the enemy, whatever it is? Maybe it's just a practical joke. You wouldn't put it past Kip, would you? But then again, maybe there really is a curse. Zane's better than being in Zane. If there is, maybe whatever's in the crate marked good knight can help you. You'd better open one of them. Which one will it be? Evil knight or good knight? I'm consistent, girl. We're, we're opening the fucking good night one. How dare you waste my time? Good night, Moon. We have to free the good night, you yell over the screams Glad and the heavy clanking. Night. Maybe it can help us fight the curse. But, but, Kip sputters fearfully. Just open the thing, Abby snaps, and get it over with. Just open it. Your fingers fly over the buckled leather straps that hold the crate closed. I've got the strap at the bottom, Kip says, moving in next to you. Abby just watches you work. You and Kip work together to pry open one now side of the crate. The clanking is louder than ever as the crate door slams to the ground. You pick up your flashlight and shine it inside. Abby is the first to gasp. It's noisy as fuck in here. I'm surprised Mom and Dad aren't awake. You peer into the open crate. There's a flash of light and then there's nothing in this crate. 
You explain. Nothing in this crate. I thought you said there was an armor in here. There was. It was all Abby a lie. Huss acting cool again, but now it's gone. Okay, that's impossible. Kip argues. This Broke crate weighed. Yellow this crate weighed a ton marriage. when we moved it in here. Abby glances back at the empty crate. Something. Someone must have taken the armor. That's all for crying out loud. We stole. Whoops. Wrong thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> the bone-chilling scream of the evil knight turns to hideous, wicked laughter. It's the curse. The evil knight killed Sir Ed- Edmund Saxton, and now he's taken his armor. What's next, you say in disbelief? Or who? Then you see something. There. Resting on the floor of the crate, a jagged piece of parchment paper. Do you pick it up? This cursed thing is seeming less and less silly by the second. If you pick up the paper and see what it says, turn to page 70. If you decide this whole business is too weird for your taste and it's time to close the crate back up again and call the police, turn to page 9. A cab, I'm picking up the parchment paper. Come on. You bend down and pick up the jagged-edged piece of parchment. There's writing on it. Hey, look what I found, you exclaim. It's a note or a piece of one. You read it. Here, I'm going to read it now. Only a knight and Saxton born can break the curse that now we mourn. But they who wear Sir Edmund's steel must prove their courage and strength are real. Before the break of day brings light, one good shall fight one evil knight. That's funny. It sounds like a challenge. How boring, Abby complains. Yes, yes, yes. They who wear Sir Edmund's steel, you read again? What do you think that means? The armor, Kip replies. Sir Edmund's armor. But it's gone, you point out. Gang, gang. That scrap of paper looks like it's been torn from something, Kip adds. If we could find more paces of the poem, maybe we can figure out where the missing armor is. It's like a puzzle. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, Abby says. I was just about to say that. Then Abby. she rubs her eyes. <sighs> Sleepy. Kip yawns a big yawn. You feel it, too. An overwhelming, overwhelming urge to fall asleep. You let yourself curl up on the floor <laughs> and... If you wake up and are with your cousins, turn to page 20. If you wake up all alone, turn to page 47. I can't believe I just fell asleep on the garage like that. And I feel like it's much smarter to wake up and be with my cousins. However, I can handle this all myself. I'm all alone. You wake up all right. But the minute you open your eyes, you know something is very wrong. It's dark all around you. You have no idea where you are. Even if you could see your head feels too heavy to turn and glance around. Kip, Abby, you call out. But your own voice echoes back to you. You try to lift your hand and you can't budge it. You try to move your leg. You can't. What? Your heart starts to race. Kip, Abby, you yell, you yell this time. But there's nothing. Only the feeling that you are trapped. Weighted down. Your skin feels coated with something heavy and hard like iron or like a suit of armor, you scream. You hear the blood rushing in your ears. Or is it laughter? Now you remember everything. You were feeling so sleepy, but just before you fell asleep, the evil knight's voice filled your head. Be all the evil you can be. Join my army. While you slept, the evil knight made you one of his evil guards. You will have to serve his evil wishes for the rest of your little evil life. The end. (laughs) What? What a... Bust. What a bone bust. All right, we're going to go back in time and you're going to wake up with your okay, cousins. I'm going to wake up with my cousins. You wake up. Whew. Second chance. I'm so glad I'm alive again. The last thing you remember is finding the piece of parchment that said, Before the break of day brings light, one good shall find one evil night. You rub your eyes to clear the sleep out of it. You see Kip and Abby, but you're not in the garage anymore. 
A, a bare bulb hangs from a wire in the ceiling. It casts a sickly yellow-brown tint over the enormous cavern of a room. Ew, the walls and ceilings are the color of mud. At least we're still together, you say. But where are we, Abby asks. Hello, is anybody there? No one answers. The air is musty and stale. It reminds you of something. In fact, it's just like the air in the old museum you went to on a school field trip last month. Then you see the muddy sign on one wall. The Medieval Museum. I'm in the Medieval Museum. Hey, you shout excitedly. We're down town this is the museum where your dad is supposed to speak next week museum abby shoots back at you there's nothing here at her mouth is open when a great splat of mud hits her right in the face whoa thwack follow this dirty business to page 12 <laughs> it's the high point of my day abby sputters as she wipes globs of thick brown mud from her mouth and eyes now she sees what you and kip already see the walls are alive short square body square okay i read that right short square bodied mud beasts step out from the dirt colored walls they start flinging handfuls of thick oozing mud thwap a glob catches you in the ear ow my Chwank. a fistful of the well-packed mud cover Chwank. Covers Kip's sandy hair and slides down over his eyes. What's happening? Kip cries. Thwap comes the answer in the These form of a special delivery mudogram. The oozy mud in your ear starts to harden and crack. You rip at it with your fingers. Squeench. You're caught in the stomach by another mud glob. It hardens on contact. It makes it difficult to breathe. You've got to get out of here. The mudslingers gang up on Abby. They swing their gorilla arms and pack more solid mud balls to throw at her. Ah! Abby sobs as one hard mud ball nails her in the knees. Why me? Why me? Is that really She screams, clutching her bashed feet. Come on. Come on. It's so good. It's it's good. It's really good. Oh my good. god, Arlstein snuck that in there not thinking anyone would read this book or even get that or get the reference. That is so funny. You want to help Abby. She's clutching her knee in agony, but before you can comfort Abby, you've got a new problem of your own. Another mudslinger slides out of the wall and stomps toward you. Oh, the mud monster. The broad, blubber-lipped creature is so close you can smell his oozy stench. Ew, his stench. You cough and sputter. Oh. Disgusting streams of muddy liquid ooze from his yellow eyes and flaring nostrils. Right behind him is another mudslinger and another and another. These are really reminding me of the mud monsters. Yeah, this is very that. If you can't you can't scare me, you can't thwap me. If you feel hopelessly walled in by the mound of menacing mudslingers, turn to page 55. If you pull yourself out of this mud mess, turn to page 86. Just because I like alliteration and mud mess, I want to do that. I pull myself out of this mud mess. There's no way you're going to just stand here and be mudified by a tribe of mud-slinging mud monsters. <laughs> wow, I, I wanted alliteration. I got it, honey. Come on, you shout. You duck a far-flung mud pie aimed right for your face. Ew. We're getting out of here. Which way is out, Abby cries. She throws her hands up and blocks a blob of ooze. As she blocks the blob, you notice the light from the bare bulb swinging right through the mud slinger. There are bare bulbs everywhere in this book. Suddenly an idea clicks in your mind. I've got a hunch. This is just Ooh, one big dirty trick being played on us by the evil knight, you guess. These mud slingers aren't real. They've been planted in our minds by the powers of the knight. The light shines right through them. Watch. You reach for the biggest, muddiest mass of glob and grab it by the neck. Your hands sink down into his shoulders. Still, you manage to lift the barrel-bodied beast up over your head. 
Wow, it sounds like a sticky Bingsu slime. If you hold the me- if you hold the mud beast up to the light, turn to page sixty three. If you throw it down to the ground, turn to page twenty nine. I thought like I should hold it up to the light to make it harden it and harden it because in the light it'll dry. Your hunch is right. When you hold the muddy glob up to the light, it disappears. You grab another mudslinger, hold it up, look right through it, and it too is gone. I can see right through you. Now Kip and Abby are snagging mud men too. One by one, the grubby gremlins are grabbed and held up to the light. Girl, he is going for. The the alliteration award tonight mama soon the whole muddy mass of them disappears and the walls turn white you and your cousins fall in a heap on the floor Whew. kip tries to catch his breath was that close or what and totally disgusting abby asks i appreciate a good mud facial as much as the next girl but that was ridiculous uh, it was a pretty dirty trick you actually agree with queen abby mm, for a change dirty business but now what but now what we still haven't found that missing armor. Do we just walk on out of here and go home? You said it, cousin. Abby's not too worried about any missing suits of armor. I don't know, Kip says. Dad is going to go berserk when he finds out we lost the Sir Edmund suit. He'll be here next week. If we don't find it, I don't want to be the one to open the door for him. Speaking of doors, Abby interrupts. Look over there. Look over there. There's a whole wall of doors. One of them has to be the way out of this stuffy room. Abby rushes towards the wall of doors. She's just about to reach the handle on the first door when her foot slips on something. Another peach apartment! Oh, piece no, of parchment! I slept. She cries out. You and Kip run to join her. She holds a jagged-edged uh, scrap of parchment in her hands. It's just like the other one you found. She reads it, it to you. Beware his deadly charge and feel. That's it. That's all it says. Beware his deadly charge and feel? There's got to be more, you insist. Deadly charge, Abby repeats. I know about charging things. Sounds like somebody's going to be doing some killer shopping. Uh, Very funny, Kip says sarcastically. Maybe not to a jerk like you, Abby shoots back. Oh yeah, Kip threats. Good comeback, Abby taunts. Hey, hold it, hold it, you say. We need to work together here. These scraps of paper are obviously meant to be a clues. I've got a feeling they'll lead us to the missing armor if we pay attention. Anything. Until then, anything could happen. Anything can happen. You take the other scrap of parchment out of your pocket and try to fit the two pieces together. None of the edges matches up. Never mind that stupid puzzle, Abby bursts. I want out of here, and now. Without waiting another second, Abby runs to the other side of the room and tries the door, the knob on the first door. But as she turns it, the door disappears and becomes a solid white wall again. What? She tries the next door. Gone. And the next one? And the next one? And the next one? Gone, gone, gone. This gone, girl. Right from under her hand. If the doors keep disappearing, we'll be stuck in here forever, Kip says in a panic. We have to get out, you shout. And fast. Look, these walls are closing in on us. We'll be crushed. Inch by inch, the floor space narrows. The walls are grinding in on your little group. Try another door, Abby, Kip screams as the walls behind him pu- as the wall behind him pushes against his back. The room is shrinking. We'll be squashed like bugs. Evil laughter booms through the shrinking room. He's here, Abby shrieks, the knight in screaming armor. He's here. Squeeze through to page 89. These books are bonkers. Bonkers. You can't see the evil knight, but you know he's here somewhere. His hideous laughter turns to screams and back to, la- back to laughter again. This shrinking room is a tiny torture chamber, and it's getting tinier by the second. You brace yourself against one of the advancing walls in a frantic attempt to hold it back. You strain against it with all your strength. Ah! You yell as your muscles begin to burn and ache. Try another door, Abby, you gasp out quick. But Abby is paralyzed with fear. She doesn't move a muscle. Your ears pushed against the crushing wall. There's a terrible grinding sound behind it. Mm, Your feet start to skid and slip. The door, Kip, the door. I got the door, Tor, you scream. But there are two doors left, Kip cries. Which door should I open? The right one, you yell back. Open the right one. Three doors down. If the door on the right is the right one, turn to page 42. If the door on the left is the right one, turn to page 59. The door on the right is the right one. 
But knowing this book, this would probably be the opposite. I'm probably dead right now. Kip decides the right door is the door on the right. The handle turns easily under his hand. He pushes the door open with his shoulder and falls through. You grab Abby and throw yourself through the opening just in time. The walls grind together behind you. They make a horrible screech like fingernails against a chalkboard. <laughs> you cover your ears in pain, but then all is silent. Or maybe not quite silent. As your ears become accustomed to the quiet, you hear something. It's, it's a ticking. Tick-tock, tick-tock. You hear clocks. Abby shouts gleefully, hundreds of them, and they're all different. The ticking gives way to bongs and cuckoos and chimes of all sorts. The walls around you, the ceiling, even the doors of this new room are covered with clocks. Clocks of all shapes and sizes. A flashing sign on the wall greets you with the words, take your time leaving. Not a soul can clock. 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 What a relief, you say. At least clocks can't hurt us. Right, Kip agrees. But with all of them ticking and bonging, gonging, and going cuckoo at once, it could drive us crazy in no time. Well, that's the one thing there isn't any of in here, you laugh. No time. Time is all we've got in this place. I thought for sure I was dead there. Same. Look at this one, Abby calls out. She, she point, she's pointing to an antique cuckoo clock standing on the floor in a corner. Wait, what are these, the Goosebumps Greatest Hits? The clock is mostly black, but its designs are painted with silver, gold, and blue. Oh. And it's decorated with scrolls, carvings, knobs, and buttons. It has a white face and gold hands and numbers. This is the cuckoo clock of doom. Whoa. You glance at the clock and feel an odd sense of doom about it. You wouldn't be at all surprised if the door opened up and a hideous bird flew out. Oh my goodness, you guys. Uh... Something about this clock looks strangely familiar to you. Where have you seen it before? If you think you know where you've seen this clock before, turn to page 46. If another clock hanging on the wall next to this one catches your eye, turn to page 93. I know which clock is. is it the, it's the cool clock of doom. Let me ride it. You got me feeling like a cowgirl. Aha, you have seen this clock before. What was it about this clock that was so strange? Oh yes, you, now you remember everything. You've read all about this weird cuckoo clock in a Goosebumps book, <laughs> The Cuckoo Clock of Doom. Dumb. This looks like the very same clock that, that that got that kid Michael Webster in so much trouble. And his, his sister Tara the Terrible. His dad brought it home from the antique store. He told Michael not to touch it, but Michael didn't listen. Curiosity got the best of him, and then so did evil talent. clock. Not a soul can't. Clock! A terrible spell had been put on the clock. A strange spell. A dangerous spell that made Michael go backward in time. It turned him to a little kid. God spell. Hmm, you wonder. Could this really be the very same clock? You can't help wondering if that nasty little bird is still in there. I know it's the same clock. Not a soul can clock. You've just got to know if this is the same clock as the one in the Goosebumps book. It was such an amazing story. So well written. You reach up to the little door just over the clock face. It slides open. You peer inside. A out flies the most hideous bird you've ever seen. No, please. Is it the cuckoo bird of doom? You fall to the ground. You've got to protect your face from that bird. You wrap your hands so tightly across your face that you block out all the air. Oh. There's a fluttering and a scraping on your skin. Seconds later, you black Ouch. out. It's a rake. It's another rake. When you wake up, you don't remember anything. You feel quite strange, but you don't exactly feel younger like Michael Webster was. Smaller, yes, but not younger. What's happened to you? A steady tick-tock tick booms through the darkness around you slowly, slowly. Then a little door slides open in front of you. You rush through it and squawk, cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. You ruffle your feathers. I'm a bird, you screech. (laughs) But then it's over. That's it. Until the next hour. Guess it wasn't the cuckoo clock of doom after all. More like the cuckoo clock of craziness. You're still alive, but all this noise and waiting is going to drive you cuckoo in the end. Oh my gosh.
the knight in screaming armor. Part of me could think that's like so lazy to recycle that stuff. And another part of me I'm thinks it's, I think yeah, another part of me thinks it's like iconic and like so hilarious and amazing and like what a fun little Easter egg. And like I knew I had a feeling that I was gonna be dying right there, that I was dead. I uh, this is kind of a mess, but I I had a blast. I wanted the mannequin heads that were talking to each other. I know. That's why I was choosing the good knight. I know. I, I really t- wanted the mannequin heads. I bet you would have to choose like the, the the evil one to get to that because these books are so tricksy. They're tricksy Mattel. Tricksy and twisted. And I love that we got uh, what feels like a you can't scare me reference. And we got the most explicit Goosebumps reference in another Goosebumps book of all time. It literally was like, it, it was like... You Can't Scare Me and The Cuckoo Clock of Doom mixed together with some stuff about knights and crates. Now that's something I can get on board with. Yeah. So our next Give Yourself Goosebumps book is Diary of a Mad Mummy. Oh, wow. And I really can't wait to get into that. Yeah, but we can get all wrapped we up We won't in be it. getting into that today. If you want to get into it, send us an email at welcometodigcast at gmail.com. We respond, honey. We do. And if you want to say hey to me personally, and you're like, I just want to talk to Daniel, you can say hi to me on Instagram at Daniel X Montgomery. And if you want to talk to Matthew instead, you can say hi to him at Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery. Yeah, we use Instagram sometimes now. Yeah, sure. Sometimes. Yeah, sure. Sometimes. The best way to get in touch, though, send us a little email. If you dare. (laughs) (laughs) Now slay and slay and serve. Do you like that, Daddy?